Welcome to Reading and Ranting, where we read obsessively and rant about life in our 20s. I'm Carly. And I'm Mia. And today, we're going to be talking about our favorite book tropes, giving some of our recommendations, and of course, ranting about shitty financial decisions. So let's get right into it. Kicking off with our reading section, we're going to be talking about our favorite book tropes. So personally, I love curating my TBR or to be read list based off of book tropes. So I'll go on book talk and start hunting for recommendations. I'll be searching up, of course, enemies to lovers, probably Carly and I's favorite book trope, I would say. Yes, it is definitely my favorite book trope. And I kind of blame that on my Germani obsession, but I feel like it was that for a while. Um, and uh, we're going to give some of our recommendations based on some of these tropes because I think every fantasy book, like no matter which one you're reading, if it has some sort of romantic underlining theme, it always has a trope, but they're all different in their own regard. So let's kick off with Enemies to Lovers. As I said, Dermione, pure Enemies to Lovers, that's my favorite. Like I just love, I know it's not canon like that didn't happen in the OG Harry Potter books I feel like Harry or excuse me Draco and Hermione barely even had interactions with each other but their characters are actually so similar where like fans just basically found a reason for them in fan fiction to love each other where they go from hating each other because they're actually so similar like they're both super smart super driven competitive stubborn and those are basically the reasons like their flaws the things they hate about each other that's why they end up loving each other if you want any of my recommendations, I will be getting into this later on in a different episode. I've convinced Mia to let me go full out on my Germany obsession. But if you want a darker fact, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably also seen all over TikTok, all over the internet, people recommending Manicold. That is an OG Sen Liu, who's the author. She's like amazing fan fiction author like I've told people that her some of her works are better than actual books like published books I've read the manacled very dark so is the auction but still really good enemies to lovers in there I also love like more of the light and funny fix like Draco Malfoy and the mortifying ideal of being ordeal of being in love that one like I was giggling kicking my feet up like literally cackling to myself like over this fan fiction and also if you want a bit of a more toxic Germione where it's like really enemies to lovers because they actually kind of hate each other while they're like fucking but I would say breath mints and battle scars and I think Mia would agree with me here on that one too 100% those are all great takes those are some of the ones that Carly and I have both read and so we were texting back and forth like geeking out about these because once you're in your fan fiction era it's it's really hard to stop (laughs) yeah I definitely have an addictive personality especially when it comes to Germione I have read I just counted before we recorded this I've read 39 fan fictions in the last probably like four months maybe a little longer but 39 fan fictions and some of these are like larger than normal books you'd be reading like 50 chapters I've read 90 chapters maybe even 100 like so many words but this just goes to show how much I love enemies to lovers but other than Germione we've talked about this in our other podcasts as well but Mia and I our comfort movie like our discomfort everything is pride and prejudice I could go back to this movie like 
any day and love it. And that is a pure enemies to lovers as well. Shout out if you know the hand flex scene because that's probably my favorite scene in the entire movie. And if you're watching The Summer I Turned Pretty, also one of the best book to TV or movie adaptations that's come out in recent year- years, you know that they just had a callback to the little hand flex scene. So mm-hmm. we love. I don't know if I would call it the best. I would call it the most addicting. It's prime TV. I'm a teenage it's, girl in my 20s, uh, Carly. Let me live. I actually saw a TikTok today where it was like, I'm 30, I'm married, but I'm so invested in this teenage like romantic drama where the main character's name is literally after a body part. <laughs> please, yeah. please. So I also read the books though. I read the oh, books. Oh, did you? Yeah, I read the books like before they were even really popular and I loved them. I actually just gave them away f- to Goodwill like when I moved into my new apartment a few months ago and I was, I should have just kept yeah, them. Yeah, you should have kept why. them. I guess I'll, I have books to be adding to my TBR. Yeah. Um, and then Mia... Talk about Cruel Prince, because this is also still on my TBR. I've not gone into it yet. Well, no spoilers. Yeah, this will be a spoiler-free review for all of our tropes. But Cruel Prince, like, when I tell you enemies to lovers, it is literal enemies. I mean, he tries to drown her (laughs) early in the book. And... Yeah, that's like, like... I don't even know if I'd call that enemies. That's like legitimate, (laughs) like, murdering each other to lovers. pretty much. So I will say... If you're looking for like a romanticy, Cruel Prince is more a fantasy book with a romance subplot, but the enemies to lovers is strong with this one. So if you're looking for a true enemies to lovers, highly recommend Cruel Prince. It's a classic in the fantasy world. Everyone should read it at one point. I liked it for different reasons that it was hyped up on TikTok, but I still quite enjoyed it. So highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Next, Love Triangles. That, other than Enemies to Lovers, I feel like that's kind of the OG. Like, at least when I was growing up reading Twilight and Hunger Games, like, that was in every book, every fantasy, every, like, dystopian book series I was reading. And I just remember, like, going to see the Twilight movies in real life. Like, in real life. This is like, I'm like, I wasn't streaming on my TV. I was actually in the theaters. And I feel like, this doesn't really happen anymore, but, like, when people on opening night, like, we would go, it's, like, the midnight screening. Oh, I went to the midnight premiere. Yeah, like, the midnight premieres where it'd be, the like, the, like, the fangirls, and people would be wearing Team Jacob, Team Edward garb, like, anytime Jacob came on the screen, you get, like, people screaming, like, Edward screaming, like, that is an OG love triangle. I feel like I don't even have to recommend it, because I would say majority of people have probably either seen the movies or read it but I do recommend if you've only seen the movies to read the books because the books are definitely better yeah like the movies are for the vibes like Mm -hmm. rainy fall day like Carly and I will be cuddling on the couch and watching Twilight like you can fucking count on that yes but if you haven't read the books I genuinely enjoyed the books so 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 much even though I read them at like 10 years old same yeah so like I guess they're like not super sexual but like the last one maybe yeah. they're like more YA for sure I remember my mom like I'm like 10 years old my mom was reading them and told yeah. me to read them so it's more of a fade to black scene yeah with the wedding night yeah exactly but that that love triangles amazing Strong. I feel it like was- I can do some spoilers because I feel like everyone here has read Twilight but I will say the love triangle going from Jacob and Edward pining after Bella. Obviously, Bella's with Edward. And then Jacob actually imprinting on Renesmee, their Edward and Bella's daughter. 
still doesn't sit right with me. Still doesn't. But I know there's a lot of, like, Jacob and Renesmee, like, fan fiction out there. So. Yeah. So, actually, one of my favorite Twilight fanfics, like, era, or, like, one of my favorite eras of fanfiction was in high school, middle school, high school. I went through a heavy, heavy Twilight phase, and I read a fanfiction pairing Bella with every single character. Oh, yes, yes. Like, I literally was like, Bella and Jasper, Bella and Emmett, Bella and Alice, Bella and Carlisle. That was actually one of my favorites. Let's not unpack that. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny because me and my friend Allison, when we would go and see the Twilight movies together, she, like, started nicknaming me Carlisle. Like, Carly Carlisle. Oh, Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, moving on. Other than that, I feel like the same era, like Hunger Games, like you were either Team Peta or Team Gale. And I feel like honestly I was swayed by the movies because like um what's his name? Liam Hemsworth? Yeah, Liam Hemsworth is so hot. And like he was just more my type than Josh Hutchinson. So that kind of like solidified the Team Gale, but obviously in the books, like Team Peta all the way. But like Liam is just like sexy, so but I'm a, I'm a team pita. Yeah. I'm a team fucking Katniss, first of all. You're a pita bread? <laughs> I am You're a pita bread girl? I, so I had a Hunger Games um, fan page on Instagram. Just Carly's learning <laughs> all the fun things about me today. So I would make edits on like like pixel.com or like pixart.com. And I think I literally made edits of like overlaid like burnt toast being like, Pita, is that you? Oh <laughs> like, my God. I know. Like, I always do find out more things about your like, like first reading era. And I, like, we both were super nerdy about it, but you were like Tumblr. Like, yeah, I was. No, you were like literally. the secret, like the people that were like hiding behind the like, the like, name like you'd actually know who you oh, yeah. are yeah, yeah 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 no I had a pen name and it's like in euphoria how like Kat writes like the one direction fan fiction and she like has like a mass following like that was me that was me yeah that was me that part that like character is actually inspired from me uh, yeah definitely definitely they took inspiration from me yeah. but I think one of our other favorite, like more kind of recent getting back into fantasy is the grumpy sunshine trope, also kind of known as black cat golden retriever. Yeah, 100%. And something that came to both me and I's mind when we thought about this trope was Daughter No Worlds, which I think we've talked about this before as well, but it's such a good cure if you're an Akatar hangover. Like this was the first book series. I basically went from Akatar to Germione fan fiction and just like... <laughs> and just like couldn't obviously said I was addicted and the one thing that got me away from Germany fan fiction for at least a little bit was daughter no worlds and it starts off as like um the two main characters they kind of get grouped together he's like a mentor figure to her she's like been through a lot in her life as all the female like main characters in these fantasy books are like kind of like abused childhood things like that but she still has like a really positive outlook on life and then just like hopes for the best and has like hopes and dreams for the future and then the male her love interest eventual love interest he's more of like a oh I'm like later 20s but acts like a grandpa like shuttered away from society and they both kind of just learn from each other and it's it's super cute and like their relationship it's not enemies lovers at all it's like the opposite like they always kind of liked each other. Yes, like, he would be like, you're kind of annoying. I don't want to take care of you. I want to be by myself. But 
like I just love the little grumpy sunshine and she kind of brings him out of that and makes him more like less black hat energy more golden retriever yeah and they balance each other out and then like they find their happiness together like in that happy middle exactly and they understand each other so I think one of my other recent reads um also got from TikTok so thank you book talk is Once Upon a Broken Heart so this is like a real grumpy and a real sunshine so again main characters the girl is just like a hopeless romantic she believes in her fairy tale ending like no matter what setback she faces like she's like there's still time for me to make my happy ending um, and then the male main character, who you can't even really call him a love interest, but he is just like down on, like down in the dumps, like cannot be saved, like so like cruel and mean, and like he just uses everybody around him. And yeah, it's quite the grumpy. Kind of sounds like Beauty and the Beast. Oh, a little, <laughs> honestly, kind yeah. of similar. Yeah, but she's so she. Maybe she'll get her happy ending. We'll see. Yeah, I have to add that to my TBR as well. Um, Mia is a bunch of books ahead of me because my Hermione fan fiction, again, took over my life. So even though me and I are basically like at the same number of books read this year, which is like astoundingly high. Literally terrifying. Terrifyingly high to like a normal person. Most of mine come from Hermione fanfics, but I'm trying to change that now. Um, I feel like, that segues into Fourth Proximity, which, again, something on my TBR list is Fourth Wing. You've probably heard about this because I know I have. I've seen a thousand TikToks. All of them are like, don't watch this if you don't want spoilers. Like, don't swipe right if you don't want spoilers. And I'm like, swiping through them. Like, I don't want spoilers. I want to read Fourth Wing. Just let me get to it. God. So here's my little pitch for Fourth Wing. Mm-hmm. I will say Force Proximity is like one of the tropes, but we were just having a hard time like totally pinning it down. Mm-hmm. But It's too many. Yeah, basically the main characters, they shouldn't be around each other, but then they're forced into a situation where obviously they're going to have to work together. Um, he's her superior and even even though they're warned to stay away from each other because they have to work so closely together and he like crosses the rules and da 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 whatever whatever so if you like that trope fourth wing for you honestly if you just want a romantic like everything that you ever need fourth wing it's like the i don't know why this just brought it to my mind but it's like the counselor camper relationship you're like working together like why does it remind me of this travel the sisterhood of the traveling pants movie two or is that movie it's one <laughs> well you know when she hooks up with like the soccer the hot soccer coach yeah sure <laughs> the way my brain works like i make the most far-fetched connections sorry guys i'll let, I'll let you have that one yeah not me having the sisterhood of the traveling pants reference and then the last episode having a shark boy and lava girl reference so keep them coming yeah you guys will see more about how my brain it's like literally as we've said before the criminal minds board of just all the red lines and dots and connections so next trope carly i'll let you get into this one found family six of crows see i almost feel like you'd be better at this mia because six crows i liked it i love it but mia really liked it so i Mm -hmm. think it is a good recommendation and it has really good writing and a good plot like this this is definitely not like a romantic really centered book which i think especially for all the fantasy books that i see on book talk and that's on our tbr they're so like romance heavy so if you're looking for something a little less romance heavy i think this is actually 
a great recommendations, but they're like kind of outcasts, they're criminals. And it's kind of like those movies where all these criminals, they come together to do like a heist and they become really close and they care about each other. And even though they're criminals at heart, they end up like looking out for each other. Mm-hmm. So like, how, how would you describe it, Mia? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what found family is. So if you're looking for a more fantasy book, like Carly said, that isn't romance driven, this is your book. This is found family. And so I think that what's really sweet is that in Six of Crows, there's six of them, obviously, six main characters, and they each balance each other out in, like, a special way. Like, they each bring something special. Like, not all of them have magic, and not all of them have, you know, super strength or, like, whatever, but mm-hmm. um, they, like, all come together, and, like, the leader is just, like, a genius. Like, you never know what he has planned. You never like can see anything coming so I think it's an amazing book and if you're into you know found family tropes this is one of the one of the best ones I've read mm-hmm, for sure um ne- I think the next two again Mia you go take it they're on my TBR <laughs> once again I have tw- I literally probably have like 20 to 30 books on, on me yeah. yeah because my fan fiction it took over like I actually need someone to block my AO3 account like didn't AO3 go down oh yeah like guys little little side note here so I'm not even reading fan fiction right now I'm reading an actual book series yay me but I was looking I I was recommending Manacle to a couple of my friends because I mentioned Hermione and they were like what's Hermione and I was like oh like you don't know what Hermione is like I was like oh my god I need to change that so I was going on AO3 to send them the link to Manacold and be like, this is where you need to start for Germione. It's like one of the top ones that everyone recommends. And I see a thing, like a little pop-up where it's like AO3 is down because there was a DDoS attack, like a cyber attack against the website. And I think I saw it was from some like religious fanatics group. But the memes that were coming out of AO3 being down were, I was cackling sending them all to mia mia was like okay whatever like because she's no i've seen all of them but you're not as much of an ao3 girly as i am because i'm in my fan fiction era forever but i still am like the memes were hitting like they were so funny no the one i can quote this the one that was like ao3 being down is making me realize how many of y'all are reading fan fiction like it's the morning paper i was like literally 100% facts like the way that when I read I'm doing it before work like in the middle of the day for lunch like right after work like it's actually like my choice of like like I'm waking up eating my breakfast of yogurt and I'm like phone in hand like scrolling through my fan fiction so that was fucking hilarious I was living for the content and how quickly us like fanfic girlies popped on it and I said this to Mia I was like, I didn't realize how many other people were like hardcore fan fiction people until this DDoS attack. So honestly, I feel like it made the community come together, which is super cute. What's also funny is the only reason Carly and I know what a DDoS attack is, is through work. Yes. Um, both one of our clients um, that me and I both work on is a cybersecurity company. So when I saw that, I fully sent it to my manager, like a screenshot, who is also a fantasy girly. And like, I knew she would like relate to the fanfic, you know, the fanfic life. And she was like, oh my God, I saw that. So I, I thought about mentioning it to the clients. It didn't end up happening. I didn't know if they would be able to relate to the fanfic, the fanfic world and find it funny and relatable. But 
Here well, we are. Here we are. It, it, you know, AO3's back up. I've been, I read some fan fiction last night, so. Perfect. It's, a, <laughs> it's like a nice little bedtime story. Oh, 100%. Sometimes when I don't feel like holding a book open and I just want to read on my phone, I'll just mm-hmm. throw a fanfic up. Facts. Mm-hmm. Well, so for our last two tropes, I'll get into them really quick and just give my little spoiler-free review. So uh, for arranged marriage, which is also like pretty popular, I think, in fantasy, romanticy mm-hmm. books, um, probably my most recent one has been Bridge Kingdom. So, you know, of course, it's an arranged marriage. She's an assassin tasked to kill him. What's gonna happen there? <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for a really good romanticy, it's on Kindle Unlimited. It's only two books. It's a duology. Super fast read. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was very entertaining. Loved the main characters. Super fun. Really unique world building as well. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm gonna force Carly, like literally, like yeah. No, I <laughs> I remember I sent you Bridge Kingdom like a couple months back because I saw it on Amazon. And it basically described it as like an Akatar in Game of Thrones book. And I was like, this sounds right up my alley and Mia's. So it's funny that you ended up getting to it first. But I'm excited for this one. I think yeah. that's like high up on my TBR compared to all of these. Yeah, that had been really high on my TBR. And I had just finally got around to it. Mm-hmm. So amazing read. As for the last trope, I'm going to chat about myth retellings. So if you're looking for a fantasy based off of like an old myth or like an old trope, um, Guild is based off of the myth of Midas, the gold-touched king. And it's a really, really interesting take on the retelling. And the female main character is a super interesting and complex character. Um, Definitely did not see most of the plot twists coming which normally I'm really good about kind Mm -hmm. of predicting where the book is gonna go but I was genuinely hooked for the entire series it's an unfinished series so if you're the kind of person that you can't start an unfinished series before you have all the books yeah work in progress um don't go for this one quite yet but highly recommend I know that's also like a really recommended one as an alternative to like your Akatar hangover Now, time for our favorite section, the rant section. As we mentioned earlier, Mia and I have made some questionable financial decisions, and I would say especially as of late. When you're like a single 20-something, just trying to enjoy your hot girl summer, have a bunch of trips on the books, it is hard to be financially responsible. And I think a lot of people in their 20s who are maybe like paying bills for the first time and, you know, actually like opening their own credit cards, things like that, like a lot of people could relate to this. But me and I, quite literally, we were just on a trip in the Hamptons. We went to Montauk for a night. And if you're familiar with the Hamptons, it's so expensive. Everything is so overly priced. We were acting like we were millionaires. Like, me and I do not make a lot of money at our corporate nine to fives. Like, albeit, like, love our jobs, like, very good experience, but we are not getting paid, like, a lot of money compared to some other industries. I fully qualified for our city of austin affordable housing program and that's the only reason i have the apartment that i do yes no like we qualify for low income yet we're spent we're going to dinner and getting drinks and our bill was 450 dollars for three of us one cocktail singular cocktail 26 dollars. yes 
Yeah, did this phase me at the time? No. Did I cry a week later once I saw my credit card statement? Yes. But like, literally we be acting like we're millionaires on the weekends. But then like, but it's funny because it's like during the week, I'm like, let me cook dinner and use my groceries and not really go out and spend a lot of money. But now on the weekend, like I'll spend a, like a hundred dollars in a night on drinks and Ubers and then $50 more for a nice dinner. Like I just, the, the, the money spending is out of control, but it's like, oh, I want to treat myself. Like I work so hard. Oh, like let's do this and that. Oh, like let's have fun on the weekends. No, we- my, the, my necessity for a little treat is mm-hmm. actually like it's becoming an issue. Like I we're not in a recession in my mind because I still deserve a little treat every day. Yeah, exactly. I feel like Mia's little treat is going to bookstores and being like I'm going to buy all these books. Like I need retail therapy. She goes to a bookstore and comes back with five books. Mine is waking up in the morning and going and getting getting an iced matcha latte the size of my face. That's like $8 plus, um, depending if I leave a tip or not, if I'm feeling generous. And I like, that is literally my little treat. Like I usually only let myself get iced matchas on the weekend and I be like, like giggling, going into the coffee shops, like leaving with like a smile on my face, like knowing that this singular matcha is probably going to bankrupt me. But like the second it hits my mouth, like it's like an IV, like it's like heroin. I'm like literally injecting it into my bloodstream. There's nothing I enjoy more. And on the flip side, the moment the first sip of tequila touches my lips Mm -hmm. like all bets are off i will i will throw down my credit card on three rounds of shots easy money oh yeah it's like you're suddenly buying shots for like anyone in the bar you're like oh i just met you at the door and you're now next to me like do you want a shot like literally like the way it's funny because i feel like when i'm drunk i'm kind of like more distracted where i'm not usually like my priority isn't really buying drinks i'm kind of more like oh what's happening like here and there like mia is slapping the credit card down i make a beeline for the bar i'd be flirting with the bartenders yeah no (laughs) mia's like a beeline to the bar needs a drink in hand and i always get a drink in hand too and don't worry i always always venmo my girl mia but like she's a beeline to the bar girl and i'm like a okay, like, buy those drinks and, like, I'll Venmo you and also cry about it. But, like, yeah, it's just, it's tough out there. But speaking of drinks, me and I actually saw this TikTok based on this article where this guy was saying Gen Z is drinking less because they're spending less money at the clubs. (laughs) You saw how high me and I's tolerance is right now and saw how many drinks we were having in a night. You wouldn't know that ain't true i remember we in the hamptons we told my mom that we got three drinks at dinner and she was like three drinks i'm like let alone we probably had 10 plus in that night like yeah like yeah easily easily like light work no reaction but our reaction to that is we're not spending 15 dollars in the club for a shitty tequila soda i'm spending 20 dollars for like a great like mezcal marg type drink or like a gin fizz something with like egg white little froth on top that i'm like so good like it's like a little dessert that's what i'm spending my money on and it's like the way that we kind of like explain it to ourselves i'm like oh no i won't buy a 15 dollar tequila soda but i will buy a 25 dollar little gin fizzy drink yeah exactly mm-hmm. and i will be pre-gaming before we go to dinner and before we go to the club mm-hmm. like 
it's it's shots it's shots all night it's the classic gen z experience where uber's here fucking finish your drink and take a shot in the two minutes that you have to walk out to the uber yeah exactly so but it doesn't the pregame doesn't always help because i feel like at least me and i were horrible influences influences on each other especially our other friend elise shout out elise like we're drunk we're we're drunk enough like we don't need to get drunker but we're like oh let's just keep drinking the entire night like it's 2 a.m we're still ordering drinks at the bar that we're probably not even gonna finish yeah, probably, for gonna, no fucking reason. probably gonna leave and go to bed and i'm just gonna be more drunk and more hungover for no goddamn reason but we're like yeah like that drink needs to be in hand like who cares about the finances but my credit card bill do be high as fuck like I used to be a lot more frugal, especially if like in a relationship, I like saved a lot of my money. I also was just more grandma-like and not really going out. And now that I'm single, I'm like, I'm single. I need to have fun. I need to have a hot girl summer. I'm about to move to New York. So I'm like, I need to go to all my favorite places in Austin and get all my favorite drinks and food and experiences. Like, Oh, it's yeah. fucking out the window. Yeah, like my, yeah, not my dad being like, oh, you're moving to New York, like, because New York, if you don't know, has in-state tax versus Texas. A lot of people have been moving to Texas because there's no in-state tax. And my dad was like, ooh, that's really going to hurt you. And I was like, I know, dad. I know. So. Can I ask you a tax question? Yeah. <laughs> Literally me texting my dad the other day being like, can I ask you a tax question? It's like 3 p.m. on a work day. And he goes, golfing. Talk later. I'm like, that's what I want to be doing when I'm 60 during like the middle of a corporate work day is being golfing at 3 p.m. Actually not golfing because I don't golf, but maybe like reading. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Exactly. Yeah. Also, I'm just your resident astrology girly. Money comes, money goes, money yeah. flows to me naturally. The universe wants me to have money. Exactly. And I just tell myself that over and over and over again. Every time I wake up with anxiety and I don't want to check my credit card statement, I'm like, I don't need to know. It's not my business because it's going to come back. It's literally like, as it's like out of sight, out of mind. And it's like beg for forgiveness later. I'm always like convincing myself. I'm like, I'd rather have a good experience than be saving money. Because I think the difference between like Gen Z and millennials and like our parents is when they were our age, they probably were settling down and probably getting married and thinking of having kids soon. So they needed to save. I'm like, I'm not having kids for another like six years minimum. So I don't need to be really saving my money right now when I could be having fun. Also, so what am I saving my money for? The world is literally going to shit. Like, yeah, exactly. How I'm like me buying my fucking $8 matchas is not going to be a down payment yeah. on a house. Like, sorry. No. It doesn't help that I have had some adults say to me, Oh, just spend your money now. Like you don't need to save. You're too young. Just enjoy your life. And I'm like, I mean, I will slay, but like, I don't need that influence because now I just have more reasons to be Delulu and like you know basically explain to myself why I'm spending all this money and just be like it's fine and I will say this is not financial advice no it's not we, financial advice this is us clearly, talking about our shitty financial decisions we clearly enable each other and have yes. no fucking clue what we're doing but if this is relatable then this is for you yeah but we have like our hot takes you know like I'm like God forbid I go into the office and buy lunch out. Like, I'm going to pack my lunch and buy, like, go to the grocery store on Sunday, buy, like, a little salad mix, bring it to the office, eat my sad little salad because I'm trying to save money. But then again, on the weekend, I'm like, I'll be buying my matcha. I'll be buying drinks out. I'll be getting dinner out for, like, I will not be eating at my apartment once during the weekend. So it's just, like, the hot takes. It's like, oh, I can spend 
$50 on two tequila sodas, but the second I have a $6 Uber, I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. Like, maybe I'll walk. Like, yeah. I will also say, I think one of the best things about us and how we handle, this is a money hot take. I love friends that just like, you know, like, oh, it's going to come full circle. Like I got this one. You got this one. Like mm-hmm. we, you don't have to go f- dollar for dollar. And like, I know that doesn't work for everybody, obviously, but like, yeah. I feel like in our kind of friend friendships and friend group here in Austin, like that works really well for us just because like we have that like trust in each other that like yeah. everything comes Exactly. Back. I also think you have to have that respect. So like, for example, like I know I'm not the type of person when I go to a bar like like I said I'm usually not the one slapping my credit card down but like Mia is and some of our other friends are but I'm always like if I know I'm not gonna always be that one slapping it down like I'm like how much do I owe you I want to Venmo you because it's one thing for someone to get a couple rounds of drinks here and there and then you get a couple but you don't want to be letting one of your friends get every round for like even like if after two times like no Venmo that person like, it's just the right thing to do. Also, it's so easy. Like, yes. Venmo, Cash App, like, come on, guys. Yeah. Like, and, like, speaking of financial decisions, I feel like another rant I would have is, like, the friends who are like, oh, I'm too poor to do this, too poor to do that, but then they're spending their money on, like, nicotine or just, like, things like that where it's, like, you could have money if you weren't spending on this dumb stuff or, like, you paying for things and Venmo requesting them and nev- them never accepting oh. the Venmo request. Oh, when that, that is request. my biggest pet peeve. Like, I am accepting that request within two seconds. I'm like, I got you, like, two seconds. Like, if you're not accepting it within five seconds, like, I know you're on your phone. You just sent me a TikTok. Accept my fucking Venmo request. I have had, I have had requests on Venmo sit in whatever my friend's inboxes months yeah months like a ten dollar request for like exactly. a pack of white claws i'm like hello no and then it's hello and then it's fucked because two months after when i or like even a week later if it's still there and they still haven't accepted maybe i press a little remind button they're still not accepting i just end up canceling it because i'm like you know what this ten dollars is not worth the fight but then it's like we're always gonna be paying for that and spending that money and then that person will always be getting away from it like it's like the person do you remember in college you would be really drunk going to the bars you'd be like okay let's split the uber in the app and then there'd always be that person who was like oh my uber split doesn't work but they were never it's like if you know your uber split doesn't work then occasionally call the fucking uber but or they were fucking venmo yeah like, it's not that but difficult. they were never calling never, the uber never, they were never. never offering to venmo like it's the, mo- it's the mooches mm-hmm. like there are mooches in the world and like you know what respect to you if you can get away with that but that's shitty Mm -hmm. so lack of respect actually yeah exactly disrespect disrespect it's like offense intended i know exactly i even think this goes to like dating like i do think especially in relationships like you should split the bill occasionally but if i was dating someone who was making significantly more than me and they venmo requested me for like my coffee i'd be like bro no no and i've no 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 i've been there done that and i'm just now like i'm like i'm too old for this like i'll get you back eventually for this coffee and you probably make two times the salary i do so i think you can swing it when you're living in your like high-rise apartment with like all amenities also like with friendships like girls are never ever 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 like that like i would Mm. like at the drop of a hat like carly's birthday is next week like i will drop a check for her birthday present whereas like a fucking guy in a relationship would literally be like sweating like trying to swing like 
a $40 shitty necklace from like yeah exactly no literally like I'm me sending my mom for her 60th birthday like $50 worth of flowers and I was like you know what that hurts but it's worth it because it's her birthday gift she's 60 years old and like I don't get her gifts all the time because she knows that first of all she's so hard to shop for other topic so real (laughs) real. shopping for your parents is the worst but like she knows, like, she's like, I don't really want gifts from you because you need to support yourself and, like, you don't make that much money. But I'm like, you know what? I do make money, so I can swing this gift because it will make her day. But, yeah, I know, like, the the way boys just don't know how to be, like, friends. Like, boys will literally be, like, oh, like, they'll buy themselves, like, a pie pizza, let's say. And then let's say one guy's like, oh, are you done with that? There's still a slice left. And you're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, can I have the slice? You're like, okay. And then the second later, you get a Venmo request for, like, a dollar for that slice of pizza. Yeah. Where it's like, you just didn't even want it, though. Like, you weren't even going to eat it. And your friend, it was sitting right there, like, no food waste. God, so fucking stupid. Yeah. I also, so I think the other thing with, like, shitty financial decisions is I don't necessarily go out of my way to find free activities or activities to spend my Mm. mind that do not cost money and the ones that I do like I enjoy like I'll head down to the park have a picnic blanket bring Mm -hmm. my book obviously as we do Mm -hmm. or my journal or my coloring book I'll go on walks on town lake trail which is my favorite place to go on our hot girl walks but other than that I spend money to entertain myself the thing about Texas is like during the summer, it's so hot. So you really need to pay for everything. Yeah. like indoor things to do. Yeah, like outdoor things, most of the time are going to be free if it's like nature. It's like, you know, like a public park or something. But me and I cannot be hanging out at a public park when it's 105 degrees out. Yeah, be fucking for real. Yeah, like it's just not possible. So we're going to be paying to go and eat somewhere indoors or get a drink indoors. Like doing indoor activities just you know like we literally say like we can't leave our houses without spending fifty dollars like minimum especially when we're together oh when we're together it's like a hundred a hundred minimum i think the first dinner that me me and i ever went to with our friend elise i think it was a 90 dollar check per person it was 99 yeah was it 99 (laughs) kill myself (laughs) kill myself But that was like the and first. We were, and none of us reacted. So I was, in my head, I was like, oh. Well, I didn't react because that was like the first. Like I was yeah. so frugal. So I was like, oh, it's fine. But now it's like 1,099 dinners later. I'm like, God. And we just love eating out. So I know. It's so hard. We love eating and drinking out. And we'll always be like, we should pregame more and not buy these cocktails. Yet, do we ever pregame? I think it's been like twice in our yeah. entire friendship. Yeah. So humbling, I will say. But I think the the ultimate, like, rant slash advice I have is, like, yeah, money's stressful. But if you have a job and you are supporting yourself, like, let yourself live a little bit. I'm so sick of feeling guilty for spending money and being, like, like, I just feel like it's always kind of back of mind. And, yes, it should be. Like, you should be, like, aware of what you're spending and not, obviously, be spending your money on, like, stupid things. Like, I think ultimately me and I, yes, maybe it's shitty financial decisions, but we're spending on like experiences and like enjoying our life, like trips that we're going to be remembering forever and fun dinners, but we're not like going to the mall and spending $500 on like clothes that we're going to wear once and never again. Like it's very like, you know, like, and I don't want to feel guilty about that, but if you are spending your money and you're, you know, like gambling, if you aren't really making a lot or you're eating out every day like that's a different story so as 
unfinancially responsible we are. I think we are a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just honestly everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to have my $8 matchas, then I'm going to bring my lunch to work. And exactly. that's just, that's just that. So key takeaway, live your fucking life, besties. Yeah. Live your life. Do not come at us because we're not a financial podcast at all. If you, if you want to make a budget for me, reach out. I will happily oblige. Yeah, Carly's lack of a budget spreadsheet does give me slight anxiety, despite me like fully not acknowledging my own. I I have it in my head, okay? Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> On the next episode of Reading and Ranting, we'll be talking about one of my favorite non-canon couples, Jermione. I am so excited, y'all. Get ready. But rest assured, we have a rant prepared and will be trauma dumping on each other as per usual. And we're always looking for book recs, so if you have a suggestion, shoot us a DM on TikTok at readingandrantingpod or email readingandrantingpod at gmail.com. Happy reading. Until next time, besties.